0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Brew Roots. I'm Emily. And I'm Matt.
1: And this is the podcast that brings you the stories and people behind your favorite beer. Yes, it is. We're uh, sitting here up in the podcast room... It's a lovely rainy afternoon. We're just enjoying some gluten-free crackers, some cheese and salami, and we're ready to bring you something really interesting and new today.
0: It is, yeah. So uh, if you heard, we are eating gluten-free crackers. Emily, tell us a little bit more why we're eating gluten-free crackers.
1: We we decided to go gluten-free today uh, for at least half the segment. So what we're going to do in this podcast is I'm going to have Matt test some gluten-free beers and some regular beers of the same style, right? I've got a IPA, I've got a blonde ale, and I've got a Belgian white, each gluten-free and glutinous. And Matt's going to have to tell the difference between them and then I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about how gluten-free beer is made and some of the different techniques that brewers use uh, because some of the you know what we would call gluten-free beers on the market today are safe for people with celiacs to drink and others are not. So I want to make sure that everybody's well informed.
0: And what we're kind of trying to do is kind of erase that stigma that gluten-free beer sucks, right? Yeah. Or you have to drink cider if you're gluten intolerant or you're gluten-free or celiac that yeah, you, you only have, have to, to drink. like
1: get a down east every time you yes. go out to the bar with your friends. Although I mean it is tough to be fair, it's tough to find gluten-free beer out at bars, but you know, if you're just hanging out with your friends playing some board games or like chilling at the house, you can pick up some gluten-free beer at the store. Mm. And um, there's, you know, a fair amount of options. There's not a lot, but you don't have to reach for the cider. And if you are celiac, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about what you should look out for when you're in the store shopping for your gluten-free beer.
0: Absolutely. But before we do so, we have some fun facts of the week. Right, Emily?
1: Mm-hmm, we do.
0: Do you want to share some with us?
1: Yeah. So my fun fact this week, which I love because I never understood what this expression came from. And maybe there's other stories behind this, but... What I learned is that back in Great Britain, in the olden days, let's say, uh, there's no real time frame around this, but, you know, if any of our British listeners know, you can get your beer at at the bar in pints and quarts. So sometimes when bar customers would get unruly, the bartender would be like, hey, mind your pints and quarts. And <laughs> that's where the expression mind your P's and Q's comes from. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that's kind of funny. Yeah.
1: I never understood where that came from. And uh, Mind your P's and Q's. Mind your P's and Q's. I
0: feel like that was something people would say in like elementary school when they say, you know.
1: But it just basically means like check yourself, like you're acting out.
0: You're acting like a jerk, check yourself, mind your P's and Q's.
1: Like mind your pints and quarts, like maybe you've had a couple too many pints and or quarts. quarts. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so Matt, what happened today in beer history?
0: Oh man, so this was like this is kind of a funny one. So uh, Senator Bingham made a attempt to end prohibition on May 18th in 1932 when he proposed to legalize 2.25% beer during prohibition. Uh, so that was unsuccessfully voted on, so 61 to 24. Later that day, he tried to do the same thing by and to end prohibition by proposing a 4% beer. Um and as you can imagine that was defeated. Wow, so, we got
1: stuff done quickly. Yeah, so in the same day. Yeah, in
0: the same day. I mean,
1: you don't really see that today.
0: So though the motion was defeated, it is a sign that prohibition was on its way out.
1: So mm. that's great. Nonetheless, Progress. it was pretty
0: cool. Uh, and then let's see what else did anything else happen? Uh, Anheuser Busch started brewing a five five hundred thousand barrel house in Tampa, Florida, in nineteen
1: fifty nine. Cool. Very yeah, fun.
0: it was cool. We uh, we had the ungrateful pleasure. I don't know. What, what we had the uh we had the distinct honor. I don't know. No. Oh
1: yeah, we tried something really weird today. So, uh one of our listeners who who was it? Ken Wong us
0: this? sent us uh amazing beer, right? So like straight up thank you first and foremost. You sent us Focal Banger, Heady Topper, uh a bunch of beer from The Alchemist,
1: which is from Stowe, Vermont,
0: which I love. Every beer they make is delicious
1: and their packaging as you guys probably know by now is beautiful packaging and i love beautiful packaging and i actually want some of these patterns like made into a sundress because they're gorgeous it's just these like nice like yellow and orange backgrounds with these sort of detailed little uh drawings of hops on them
0: so kin thought it would be funny to send us like the most amazing beer (laughs) and then send us not so great so he sent us a bud bud light apple
1: yeah, and it's this, it's basically just picture the blue Bud Light cans with that kind of old school label on them, but they are red, and it just says Bud Light Apple. And I was, you know, I obviously didn't have high hopes for this one.
0: We didn't, no, we both didn't. And so, what we were told is this is only made in Canada, or distributed in Canada. So, that's what we're told, uh, that makes sense. There was Canadian markings on it, and yep. there was, uh, it tasted like poutine a little, no, I'm just kidding, It did not. <laughs> okay. um,
1: it tasted like cider, pretty much, yeah, and uh, watery cider at that, and so what Matt and I ended up doing was putting just a splash of Grand Marnier in it to try to liven it Spacing up a little bit, and um, that made it slightly more drinkable just because it added a little bit of like that orangey flavor and just kind of deepened it a little because, like I said, it was a little bit watery. Uh, and the overall verdict is uh, how many stars would you give it out of I five? I gave
0: it a two out of five. No, no, uh, out of ten. I would give it a two out of ten. I, if it was out of five, it was would have been a 0. .5.
1: So if I had to give it any stars out of five, I'd definitely give it one. If, you, if it's not possible to give it zero, uh, just because, first of all, this did not taste like beer. I have had beer that has apple in it. I'm mm. pretty sure at Shock Top makes one. And this was not like that at all. It didn't even taste like Bud Light with apple in it. It just tasted like a kind of poorly made watery cider. So sorry, Anheuser-Busch. You kind of failed.
0: Yeah. Uh, there was nothing. No offense. There was nothing. Uh, I mean, it's not like we went into it saying, oh, my God, this is going to mm. be the greatest thing we ever tried. No, there was no But there was something in my the back of my brain being like, what if this
1: was good? What
0: if this takes me down a path that, like, I only drank Bud Light Apple. <laughs>
1: like that was doubt it. But apparently, so one of our listeners told us that there is a Bud Light Orange. So uh, if anybody knows where to find that, I'm definitely down to try it. We did it on Instagram Live with some people. And a lot of people were like, oh, my God, this is blasphemy. And then they saw us at the Grand Marnier and they were like, double blasphemy. You're wasting the Grand you? Marnier. Yeah. No, but I only did like a, a, splash. A, a splash because my Grand Marnier is very special to me.
0: Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Uh, so should we get on to the case study?
1: Yeah, I'm excited. So I'm going to grab a little divider so that you can't see what I'm doing. And I'm going to pour first a grapefruit IPA. So I have a gluten version and I have a gluten-free version. And just so that you guys know, the gluten-free beers that I have today are actually gluten-free. So they can legally claim that they are gluten-free they're made with alternative grains as opposed to a different process which I'll talk about after the tasting uh, because there are basically two two different ways to make gluten-free beer and and one really is the type that people with celiacs could feel a little bit more comfortable drinking Um, but I'm not a doctor so
0: so I'm excited to get to this uh, because I am not gluten-free obviously
1: right but you have a good palate for beer so you'll kind of know what you're detecting and basically i'm just gonna have matt test which one he thinks is the gluten-free and then i'll, I'll talk a mm-hmm. little bit about the beer and how it's made and i i think our listeners would like to hear your reactions and and see just overall what you think of the flavor you don't have to give it any stars no no stars will be given but I'm gonna just, give it. just tell us what you're tasting
0: yeah i'm excited all right so we're gonna do that and we'll talk to you about
1: how it's made after
0: sounds good all right, Emily, tell me what we got here. So we have A and B.
1: All right, so we have A and B. I'm not going to tell you <laughs> what they I are. was trying. I was trying. <laughs> so I'll have you try beer A first. Okay. So and um, just give me like a sniff and tell me kind of what you're detecting. Give a taste. Tell me what you're tasting. Yeah,
0: so visually, I just want to let everyone know they do look identically the same.
1: Mm, the colors are yep, very much the very same. Very similar. Really
0: One has a little bit more carbonation, but that just could have been how you're handling it or yep. if it came from a bottle or a can. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to try B first.
1: You're going to try B first? All right whatever All right, tell so me what you smell is it
0: and what is this supposed to if it's the gluten one is this then you said grapefruit ipa
1: so both of these are grapefruit ipa
0: okay definitely right off the bat i can smell hop forward uh grapefruit flavor definitely fruity that's good i mean that's a good that's a good beer
1: okay how's the mouthfeel carbonation carbonation
0: i mean it's it's very typical of your ipa i would be shocked if it was a gluten-free one, just to be hundred percent transparent with you.
1: Okay. Try beer right. A. Tell me what you smell.
0: So this one definitely smells a little bit sweeter. It's weird. This one like smells like candy, and this one's a lot more bitter. And uh, I don't like it as much. I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with you. I don't like yeah. it as much.
1: So you prefer beer B. To I prefer beer a.
0: B. Beer B to beer and a.
1: Um, which one do you think is the gluten-free?
0: Uh, I think beer A is the gluten-free.
1: And you were correct that's was. right yeah you was you're correct oh man yeah so let me just tell you what you're what you're drinking
0: it's not bad like i'm not saying it's bad it's just a little bit more bitter definitely similar
1: well this is science taste. you know we're yep. not we're not being subjective here like i want <laughs> i want your honesty because you know for people who may be just trying this out for fun yep. or because they're they're gluten-free and they want other options like they should know how it compares against, you know, its gluten equivalent. So this is by the Ghostfish Brewing Company. Um, They are, let's see, where are they based? Seattle, Washington. And uh, they are a dedicated gluten-free brewery. This is 5.5% alcohol. It is a grapefruit IPA, and, um,
0: you know, it's amazing though. They ha- they list all the ingredients on it. Most beer doesn't do that. So that's really, really cool.
1: So yeah, let me tell you about the grains in this, because this is truly a gluten-free beer. It's not a beer that has, uh, that was brewed with barley and then gluten removed after the fact. Okay. Um, so this is made with sorghum, rice, candy syrup that's spelled C-A-N-D-I. not scissorp. Yep. scissorp and organic tapioca maltodextrin hops grapefruit peel and yeast so i like that they actually did real grapefruit peel in there that's kind of cool yeah and then um
0: so what was the grapefruit ipa that i was trying
1: so the grapefruit ipa oh, that you were trying is yeah that's what i favorite. thought the that's what i thought the ballast point thought. grapefruit sculpin which is an india pale ale with natural grapefruit flavors um and the ballast point brewery is out of or ballast point brewing company rather is out of san diego california and um
0: one's available in a bottle and one's available in a can ballast point i think uh, grapefruit sculpting is also available in a can as well
1: yep yep i had the option today at the store yep. and I, I went with the bottle i guess i should have gone with the can maybe they would have had a similar mouthfeel nah,
0: yeah i think um so overall I, I don't i do not want to uh knock uh the ghostfish grapefruit ipa it's like definitely their... good i want to try it just from the can
1: yeah try it from the can
0: i'm i'm honest with you i not a fan i would not know that i'm not drinking a beer yeah i just actually
1: personally i kind of like this i do get the bitterness and it really lingers in my mouth but it's not an unpleasant bitterness because there is that grapefruit fragrance Mm -hmm. in there and i really like the level of carbonation this one was more carbonated than the ballast point and that may be because it's from a can as opposed to the bottle
0: so i think that you our listeners you got to keep in mind right Ballast Point grapefruit like sculpin is like an industry like leader. People go mm-hmm. out, drink that. It. It's mass produced. Wonderful beer. Um and it, it's definitely a, a flavor driven beer.
1: And this one's seven percent alcohol, so it is a little bit, a little stronger, bit stronger than the yep. ghost fish. So but I would say like I, it's this good is it's good. This for a gluten free beer for being truly gluten free, really good. I'm a fan.
0: So what I want people to walk away with is that I enjoyed it i would not have been able to tell that it's i i mean i did right i said oh but it was just based upon like
1: maybe you've tasted the ballast point. yeah i think it might have
0: been like i knew deep down oh this is ballast point yep i've had this before but i i don't hate i don't hate the other one
1: all right we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go on to the next one So I've got two blonde ales for you now, Matt. So you've got beer A, beer B. Just tell everybody what you're seeing as far as like visual differences. So
0: visual uh, beer B is a little bit more hazy. Uh, You can't definitely can't see through it. And uh, we're using a clear cup and obviously and uh, beer A, definitely a clear one.
1: As far as carbonation. Uh, it's yeah.
0: hard to tell just because of the haziness. I can see clear beer A is definitely a little bit more hazy. Mm-hmm. I am going to try... No, beer B is hazier. I'm sorry, beer <laughs> A, yes. Um, beer A has a little bit more carbonation, but that could just be purely based upon the haziness and unable to see it.
1: Yeah. So it's I'm gonna it's tr- a little more see-through, so you I'm can gonna see gonna the tr- bubbles. I'm
0: going to try beer A first. All
1: right, go for beer A.
0: Definitely tastes like a blonde ale. You you. can have you, you definitely taste that yeasty type of flavor. And I really like the way this tastes, so... Great. I'm just, just purely going upon taste. Like, I genuinely enjoy how this one. Did I have to go to beer B? <laughs> all right, so um, I'm going to just take a swig of water. Only
1: because Matt is a little bit biased against hazy beers. I
0: am. I am. Uh, I just think that I like to see my beers all the way through. So I'm going to just take a sip of water just to clear my palate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, blonde ale flavor for sure. I don't taste as much yeast in this one as I did in the previous one. Um, and that's why I've been on such a huge blonde kick. Lately, um, and I truthfully enjoy the blonde flavor. I gotta say, uh, B is definitely the gluten one, and A is gluten free. Really? I would. <laughs> well, I, you know what, Matt? You I'm, were wrong. I'm wrong. Yeah, Interesting. So
1: beer B, the hazy one, was the gluten free, and beer A was the gluten beer. Get yeah, out, no, really? Yeah. I so. enjoy
0: <laughs> gluten. I enjoy the gluten free one. You like
1: the gluten free one better. Like a lot better. So, the gluten free one. Is also from Ghostfish Fish Oh, Meteor Shower. Love the name. Seattle. Love the can for that one. Yeah, it's called the Meteor Shower Blonde Ale. It's got this cool little label of like this woman sitting outside a tent kind of watching a meteor shower on the lake. It's really cute. And this one is 4.5% alcohol and it's made with malted millet, malted rice, hops, and yeast. And this one is also like the last one, 100% gluten-free.
0: I'm uh, super pumped about that. And I'm also, these gluten-free crackers that we're eating?
1: Yeah are amazing are good. what is They're it almond almonds so good yeah they and they got a little sea salt on them to just
0: can't go wrong flavor. can't go wrong yeah so
1: i am really impressed by ghost fish so far i really liked that grapefruit ipa i'm liking the blonde ale personally i'm not opposed to hazy beers so i i enjoy this one uh i just gave it a taste and and i really liked it uh it was very carbonated which again i'm a big fan uh but this one um if you are a gluten-free person and you really really can't have gluten uh, ghost fish is probably the way to go they do use alternative grains so if you have issues with other grains or if you're paleo definitely not the move you got to go for cider or something else but um, if, it, if it really is just an issue with gluten this is probably the beer for you
0: the best part about this is unlike a traditional beer this also includes the nutritional effects so for the blonde ale one can of that is 150 calories mm-hmm. which pretty damn good
1: yeah three grams of sugar
0: because i bet you the heady topper that i'm gonna enjoy after this does not include that and i bet you that's f- pretty heavy
1: <laughs> yeah and there's no nutrition facts on this no no go no Google the only later. nutrition
0: facts is, is do not drink while you're pregnant
1: <laughs> yeah fair
0: fair don't drink while you're pregnant
1: yep and uh these ones are both belgian whites okay um, but just right off the bat, so you've got beer A, beer B. Uh, what do you see visually as the difference? Uh,
0: visually, they look very similar. One is a little bit more orangey yellow than the other. So B is a little bit more orangey than the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a good haze to it. Yep, they're both Not hazy. against a haze. I just think that overly hazy IPAs were lame.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to try this after we're done uh, just because I don't really drink Belgian whites a lot so
0: you don't like really your cool. blue moons no
1: <laughs> no i mean i totally not opposed i just they're not the first thing i reach for yep so yep. this will be cool so this would have uh, been
0: perfect if we had an a orange
1: i know next nice. time there's next always time.
0: next time all right so which one do you think i should try i decided a and b last one i want you to decide for me
1: go with a and b again okay so, so we're gonna try, try
0: a so a is the paler one uh not as orangey as the as b mm-hmm. and we're gonna try it so I smell, uh, definitely smells like uh you know, like a Blue Moon or your Newburyport.
1: The Plum Island. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, let's try that. Ooh. Right off the bat, do not like the aftertaste. Mm. Okay. Um, Not at all.
1: What are you tasting?
0: Too much yeast. Too much yeast? Way too much yeast. Okay. Don't like it. I'm sorry if it's Newburyport. I love you guys, but like <laughs> 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 now I'm like worried, like. It's gonna be like one of my friends out there in the brewing world who I'm trying, and I'm like, oh, I hate you guys. That's
1: okay. We're being unbiased here, yep. so just all right. And then this B is B. Shot.
0: They both smell similar. Mm-hmm. Like straight up, they both smell similar.
1: I think I chose well.
0: Uh, there's no question.
1: This one's better. This one's better. He likes beer B better. So, so um, if you had to guess which was the gluten free,
0: oh, one? A is 100% the gluten free one, and that's not just based upon A. It's not based upon do I like it better or not. It's based upon. Knowing what a blonde ale, or a Belgian, a, a Belgian white, white yeah. tastes like, right? Yep. And uh maybe I was the wrong person to do this. Maybe no, we, I think
1: that I think this was fair. I would I would like to try this with some other people in my life, but for sure it was really fun to have you do it. So let me just tell you. Was oh, I right? You were right. Okay. So the and is that beer A, beer A was uh, another one from Ghostfish. Okay. Uh, it's a Belgian white. Let me just read you. No, some no, no. The beer details.
0: Beer A is definitely beer a is definitely not a gluten-free beer
1: no oh beer. no i'm sorry you're right you're right. Yeah. you're right yeah yeah so matt is still drinking beer b because he clearly enjoys it more mm. uh he hasn't even put yeah, it yeah. down yet but um i'll tell you a little bit about beer a so again this is ghost fish it's called the shrouded summit Belgian white it's got a nice little label on it and this is made with malted millet again malted rice malted buckwheat hops Ooh. juniper coriander orange peel and yeast oh
0: i love juniper i love gin so like
1: yeah same and uh, this one is 4.5 percent again, so not too, too many heavy. calories. Is it? And it is 125 calories, so it's a little bit less than that Blondale that we tried. Nice. And the grapefruit is 179, which I sort of. Which figured, yeah yeah yeah. Yep, yeah. that makes sense for an IPA. Just the, yep. So, uh, <laughs> and then the beer B. Bee. Is it?
0: Is it the Plum Island?
1: It's not. This is what Blue is it? Moon. It's Blue Moon. Yeah. Get out! Really? Yep. All right. Well, I wish I had a Valencia orange for you, but I don't. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> it's all
0: right. I like Blue Moon. I'm not gonna. I'm not afraid to say it.
1: Yeah. I think. And I just thought Blue it, Moon does know, it right m- right off the bat. When I think of a Belgian white, I just think of Blue Moon. And I almost got you the Plum Island, but Love I actually, Island, I yeah. was worried that you would recognize it.
0: Yeah, and you know what? It's good on uh, Newburyport for making. I
1: figure, like maybe Blue Moon is almost so run of the mill that you wouldn't like detect it right away the way you might with the Plum Island. You know what? I
0: just. I just assumed. I was like, oh, she might, she's probably going to get full nylon.
1: Yeah, and I almost did. And then I was like, no, he's no, going to no. know it. He's good, he's going to know it right off the bat.
0: So good on Blue Moon. Yep. Uh, awesome. Overall, like, Ghostfish, you guys are – that's awesome. Congratulations. You guys are killing it
1: because you really are celiac friendly. So that yes. kind of, like, jumps me into what I wanted to talk about as far as, like, the different ways that gluten-free beer right. is made and really, like – When something is gluten-free, that is a regulatory term. So when it's gluten-free, that really means it's produced in a factory or in a facility that does not contain any like. So it's like vegan. It's like you know, yeah. It it would be the same thing as calling something vegan or dairy-free. Yeah, I'm really impressed by Ghost Fish. As you guys may have heard in the last episode, I really wanted to do this episode because I have a fair amount of people in my life who are gluten-free. Uh, most people in my house except for myself and my brother we've all been tested uh, and I came back as negative for any sensitivities and allergies um, but the rest of my family has to be pretty careful about it, so I just wanted to do this because I, I feel like at this point everybody, at least in Massachusetts, has a friend or a family member who's gluten free. So yep. let's like let's be inclusive of everybody because I know that it can be hard. I'm dairy free uh, not by choice, and it can be really hard when you're out with your friends and you just feel like you have no options except for cider. cider or like almond milk. Uh, but, <laughs> but no no like
0: cider is an awesome alternative, and we're gonna next week's episode is gonna feature one of our close friends for cider and like they're. Like, we love cider. We're not trying to poo-poo it, but it's like...
1: Yeah, it, it's not the Could you up-
0: imagine, y- y- like, beer listeners out here, could you imagine you're being, you know, essentially typecasted or, like, forced to drink one beer? Or you're forced to drink cider. You're like, my life is over. So, yeah. at least go- Ghostfish and various other brands are making uh, alternatives.
1: Yep, I'm really impressed by Ghostfish. So,
0: I want to know a little bit more about the process because, I'll be honest with you, I'm ignorant of the process. I don't Not that I'm, like, by choice, it's just... Yeah. Why would so I know about it?
1: I'll give you a high-level view of it just so that we don't have to jump into too many uh, gory details. But basically, there are two distinct ways of making beers that do not contain gluten, let's say, because I don't want to say gluten-free. So the first way is the obvious, which we experience today, which is brewing beer with alternative grains. So, so things like, like rice. millet, rice, tapioca, um, what else? You've got... Barley, I saw. Well, the thing about barley is that barley can contain gluten. Um, but this does claim to be gluten-free. No, buckwheat. Buckwheat, buckwheat. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, so barley does contain gluten, which which jumps me into the other way that gluten-free beer is made, and that is through an extraction process. So they'll brew the beer, and after the fact, they basically put this enzyme into the mix that... Um, Like eats the gluten essentially? Yeah, so it eats the gluten, but the so the gluten molecule is actually like a very complex molecule. It's it's quite large and what this enzyme ends up doing is just breaking it into smaller pieces. So saying it eats it is is not really quite right because it doesn't make it disappear. It just makes it less traceable and okay. apparently it makes it not react as strongly with the human immune system. So if you have some kind of a gluten intolerance, this is probably a better option for you. But if, if you're, you're really, completely celiac, this if is you are celiac, you do not want to drink beers that are made through the gluten extraction process. So companies like omission, um, great. Like I've tried all of their beer pretty much because my dad likes to drink it. Uh, cause he has an intolerance, but if you are celiac, this is not the beer for you because there are traces of gluten in it. They can't claim that they're gluten-free, and those molecules are still in there. They're just in smaller pieces. Uh, so you really need to be careful with that. But I would say Ghostfish is a safer bet. Again, I'm not a doctor, so if you are celiac and you're looking for a beer option, talk to your doctor. Have them look at the Ghost Fish brewing and, and just kind of describe what's in it and, and make the best decision for yourself. Be safe. Yes, always be safe. I wouldn't want to see anybody getting sick.
0: Based upon our, our <laughs> you know. But Podcast.
1: this this brewery does claim to be 100% gluten-free, and that is nothing to joke around about. You can't claim to be gluten-free. So omission actually can't say that they're gluten-free. They say crafted to remove gluten. Right. So that's through that so extraction the process different. with the enzyme. Uh, so a little education for you guys. I hope that you guys will go out and try Ghostfish yourself. I personally thought the Grapefruit IPA tasted no different than other IPAs no. I've tried. So and I'm smelled. really impressed. Yeah. And, like, I, I was d-
0: pumped that um that the blonde ale. I was I <laughs> love as yeah. someone I'm kind of like not embarrassed, but I'm like I'm kind of shocked and disappointed with right, myself. Right, like as like, a beer connoisseur, as you someone who like not uh, no 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 not a beer <laughs> connoisseur. No, no, no I'd oh, never, I never like to, I toss that word around. <laughs> I will never claim that, but I will as someone who thoroughly enjoys blonde ales and and sometimes gets looked down to for someone who likes blonde ales. I'm a little disappointed with myself. Not that I'm like, I couldn't... Not that it's like, oh, I liked a gluten-free one better. It was that I just couldn't tell. Yeah. And that's attributes to ghost fish and their importance to detail.
1: Yeah, and I will say that we didn't try any beers in the episode today that are made through that extraction process, but I can personally vouch that uh, a lot of those will taste pretty similar to your run-of-the-mill beers with gluten, um, just because they're not made with alternative grains but i do think that ghostfish does a great job of kind of mimicking those same flavor profiles but with different grains i'm really impressed
0: so we've covered the gluten-free beer and next week we're gonna actually talk to saintly cider and uh caleb and and, yeah they're like uh they're so near and dear to my heart yeah uh grew up with caleb and
1: our our beers A and B right now are sitting on same cider, cider coasters. Right so now.
0: cider, obviously, being another gluten free alternative, and the story behind like Caleb, just give you hindsight. Um, we interviewed him last year, so take a listen to that episode, and you can see like what he was super pumped about. And now like yes. a year later, you can hear how he's changed as like a businessman and as a as a cider uh, brewer because. The game has changed for him, and, and he
1: and his wife Emily do this as a joint business together, which yep. I really think is sweet. It's just a way for them to come together. So you and uh, Emily is also a florist, so she makes these beautiful flower arrangements, arrangements yep. that are grown locally on a farm in Rowley, I believe. Yep. And uh, usually, when they do tables or, or like pop up tents at events, uh, she'll also have like fresh flowers, or she'll put a little like. Arrangement, and your cider it. and it's really sweet so i love interacting with them and, and seeing them out on the scene
0: it's just interesting because they're our first return guest mm-hmm. it's, and we've had requests to do it but i'm gonna be honest with you i've known caleb for like 15 years right. so he like he was yeah so he's like uh he was on the list but anyone that wants to be a return guest obviously we'll do it again yeah you're always uh, welcome but you know Emily and Caleb were just engaged Like barely engaged at that point last year When I was talking with them
1: And we're referring to Emily, Caleb's wife, not yes, me, Emily Yes,
0: and uh, it's just cool to see that progression From really not knowing What the hell they were doing Super pumped just to be on one rotating ca- like right, Tap like they line They had
1: this raw talent yeah. And they were like, okay, we gotta make this into a business
0: And now they're at most liquor stores in Massachusetts
1: Yeah, you Definitely can find small them on scale. State Street Like at that New England Wine and Spirits mm-hmm. One of my favorite places to stop when I'm on my way up to Newburyport and I there always are pick Kathy's. up like that big um, The bombers. Yeah, the the big bottles. Yep, the my mom it's one of my mom's favorites, so I got her that as an anniversary present actually. Ooh um, so. and she was all over it.
0: So uh yeah, so next week's episode will feature Saint Cider. Uh But before we tease that episode anymore, Emily, where can you find us on social media?
1: You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at BrewRoots on everything. You can email us anytime, info at brewroots.com. I love hearing from you guys.
0: And we need your help, listeners, right? We are now on pretty much every major podcast directory except for Spotify. Spotify. So Spotify has limited their... um, acceptance of yeah which of is probably podcasts. a good thing like yeah, they're being they're, they're being really selective. smart
1: and selective uh but one thing that really helps us get onto spotify more easily is the fact that we can show them some numbers and show them that you guys are listening on mm-hmm. a regular basis and by rating us on the other platforms that you listen to us on it really helps us get in the door at spotify and i think it would be great to be on spotify you can add it to your playlist you can save it i use spotify myself and i know that it's really popular platform. so It'd be so great to be on there. Yeah.
0: So what you can do to help us out is rate and subscribe. Or if you have nothing but feedback to give us, DM us, send us an email at our very public email info at com. We really want to get better for you guys. Uh, If you hear this episode might even sound a little bit better.
1: Yeah. We've got uh, some special equipment that we brought in this week. So would be would be great to hear. From you guys, if it sounds any different than it did last week. Cool.
0: So as always, it's super humbling that you guys have listened. Uh, take care. We'll see you next week with our episode featuring Saintly Cider. We're going to give you a little bit of a sneak peek of that. I have some audio queued up, but before so, I'm Matt.
1: I'm Emily. And
0: thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers.
1: The biggest challenge is creating relationships, right? Because people
0: don't buy the product. They buy the person. They buy that relationship, right? Like today I went and dropped off a bunch of hibiscus mint samples everybody was like, Oh man, this is awesome. We're so excited for you You know? Like it that's what it's all about. It's all about that personal relationship. Like if you have no personal relationship, they aren't gonna they're not gonna push your product. Like I was just at Rue One Lickers
1: and Rally and they're like whenever